I'm Dr. Pete Economo, the East Coast psychologist. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin, the West Coast psychologist. And this is When East Meets West. Well, we're still in the COVID world and a lot of us are struggling and I wanted to address what it's like for quarantine and isolation and sharing a little bit of my own personal story, but also how we've been managing it, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for clients and living in the world. Hey, Nikki, how's COVID over there on the on the West Coast? I forgot which coast I'm on. Yeah, I know. I was like, no, no, no. I'm, no, no, no. I'm I forgot who's who. I'm the, I'm the West Coast psychologist. <laughs> I, I'm the one in Los Angeles. Um, yeah, I mean, I... I've been, you know, what we're we're like in the eighth month of this now, and or the eighteenth uh, month of the eighth right, month right. No, what is time? What is time? <laughs> I know. I had I had a, uh, one of my uh, colleagues and friends the other day said to me something like we were talking about something was a week or two ago, and she yeah. was like, "That was only two weeks ago," it's and she's insane. like, "I'm sorry, two months in COVID time," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's that's right." It's like dog years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's so accurate. That's yeah. that's absolutely right. Yeah, you know, I mean, something that I've been thinking a lot about is that. Even as you know, we've learned to sort of be in the world more. Obviously, we're more isolated, and I just, I'm, I kind of marvel at how it's impacting my experiences being around other people. That you know, yeah. <laughs> Pete knows. Um, you know, I'll, Pete likes. Pete has a nickname for me. Do you want to just share? Paris. <laughs> yeah, he calls me Paris, <laughs> which references Paris Hilton. By the way, I share nothing in common with Paris Hilton except Pete's perception that I always have a lot of social plans. Lots of plans. <laughs> lot, lots of plans. I have a lot of friends. Well, you're both plans. cute too. She, she's taller than you, though. <laughs> she's she's blonde, taller. I think, too. Yeah, but much, much. We're much different. We're much, much different blonde. We're much yeah. different blonde. But, but anyway, that being said, you know, I always have a lot of plans, and I've been finding myself in this unbelievably bizarre dichotomy where I don't really want to do anything. I don't really want to see people and I want to see people because there's such isolation and and loneliness sometimes. I think so many people are just going to relate to that. I love right? that you just it's said such it like a, that. It's so, it's so it's a beautiful dichotomy we, and dialectic. It's so, and dialectic, it's, but it's so odd. And I think that's yeah. something that is showing up. Well, how is COVID these days? Like, how are you guys doing it over there in the West in California? Uh, well, you know, the cases are creeping up a little bit, you yeah. know, they've never gotten as low as they did like in New York, for example, like I think right now, I think they're like this week in LA County, I think they're like 3.8% or something. Yeah. Um, so I would say, look, we're, we're very fortunate here in that we can be outside, you know, just, you guys have the nice weather. Yeah, we got the nice weather. Oh, it's nice here this week. I'll give you, it's hey, thanks global warming. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so so I don't. So I don't know. It's a, It's again. It, we have the benefit of being able to be outside, and that certainly yeah. helped. And I, I definitely would say things feel much better in that regard as post they did right. Obviously, in the right. early. Days. But still feeling safe, yeah, just, not doing the same things that you were once able yeah, to do. Obviously, and so yeah. Well, yeah, so, that's right. You guys can eat outside year round. That's what I'm saying. That's that's. And what we have a lot of and we have a lot of nature activities yeah. as well, right? Yeah, because like, we're about to get into the cold season on the East mm-hmm. Coast, and I think that's where we're really focused. Is like, can we have it indoor dining? What's that going to look like? Uh, so I think we're, we're, you know I'm trying to help clients and the worlds that I'm in just prep for that. You know, like what what can we do? Well, and one thing that I'm wondering about is since you know this is a pretty universal experience of this yeah. sense of isolation, right? Even as we're trying to be with other people. I'm really curious what uh, like the Eastern traditions say about isolation. If there's anything to say, like, is there any sort of, you know, um, teachings around that? Like when you're 
alone. I mean, I don't know. I well, mean, we, we, we yearn for that. I don't yearn is not the right, the, the right verb, but like we, we work towards trying to be okay with being alone. Mm. Uh, I can't, I, I won't be able to cite any kind of teachings on that, but I think the entire goal is to be alone. So you'll, you'll read stories of like the Buddha who spent five years underneath the tree and mm-hmm. by himself in isolation. And, you know, I think this Dalai Lama will write and speak about like, not everyone's meant to go sit under a tree for five years. Like right. and it's not meant to be literal. Yeah. Uh, so what about, what about that is, cause I mean, maybe like, as I think when I hear stillness. that, it's like, this, okay. Cause that's something that I think is yeah. interesting. Cause it's like, how do we, you know, how do we take this very difficult experience and grow from that? Well, you know? I think a lot, I, you know, I still feel that a lot of clients that have worked well with mindfulness within my clinical practice, they are responding more effectively and more constructively to the isolation, mm-hmm. the quarantine, mm-hmm. you know, because we have skills to understand that we're always alone or mm-hmm. that, you know, um, that isolation is powerful, you know, and that, can I just really grow from that opportunity? And, you know, I think, um, I think, you know, one thing it's done is like, say, for example, my teacher who's older, uh, we've been able to get him on zoom. And so now we're sitting together every day. Mm. Uh, and that's something, and, and people from all over, you know, mm-hmm. so people from Europe, from South America. And well, that's able, interesting though, because yeah. that's, that's not being alone though. Right. Like that's, that's like- right. That's, that's right. There's community well, there, you know? hundred percent. Yeah. Right. And so in yeah. part, that's called Sangha. And so in the Eastern traditions, you want to have a Sangha mm-hmm. because community is part of isolation. You know, you can be, cause you're isolated with yourself. Yeah. Th- that's, see, that's so important to clarify. Right. I think that's really interesting. It's like, you know, here's another one of those, uh, dualities, right. Yes. That are so, uh, so, uh, skillfully integrated into Eastern teachings, uh, dialectic, you know, so we yeah. talk a lot about dialectics here. We do. Yeah. Um, that isolation. Yeah. So say more about the isolation. Well, yourself. I think it, as we were saying that I was thinking like, it might also help just to even see what the environment's like. So when you're in a Zendo, another mm-hmm. sort of five cent word within the Eastern traditions, mm-hmm. like you're sitting in some, some formation where you're sitting on a cushion Mm-hmm. And someone walks in and you you just keep sitting, you know, so like mm-hmm. in like the church or a synagogue or some or mosque or something, there's some sort of way of greeting or, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, within a Zendo, it's, it's complete silence. It's like shoes mm-hmm. off silence. Like mm-hmm. there's no, there's no talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that's part of the isolation piece because you are alone on your cushion with other people around you. And, and. And what's the, and like, what would they say the function of that is like, why, why, why strive for that? That's well, cause you, and then you build strength off of the community. So when you're mm-hmm. sitting and you get tired, you're maybe motivated by the other people. So you're hundred percent right that we're able to get on zoom. And so that we're not as alone. Mm-hmm. However, we're still isolated, right? Cause mm-hmm. we, we are on our cushion and that's it. Well, well, and I think that maybe that's, it's helpful to uh, share with our listeners that in that uh, isolation with the self, right. Mm-hmm. In that mm-hmm. time, in that stillness, that the reason why this is helpful is that, and this you know starts to bleed a little bit into the Western uh, behavioral science stuff, right? Is that making that kind of space, right? Choosing that space and stillness and and focus is associated with all these benefits, right? That's like right. improved emotion regulation, improved mm-hmm. psychological flexibility, right? Learning and memory, all of these. Um, concentration. Yeah. Yeah. Con- uh, concentration, attention. Yeah. So I think that's important to say too, because I think where people can often get stuck is like, but why, <laughs> but why do well, I want to be both? But even right. as we say that, like it's still, I always say it's not tangible enough for us to then do I, it. Yeah. Like if yeah. I said, you know, it tastes like grape lollipop, like you can, you can, you can grab that, you know, but yeah. you can't grab psychological flexibility and emotional right. regulation. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> we right. see that's it and we know it, but you know, when we're trying to sell it, 
Yeah, it's not, it's not, well, <laughs> this is such an annoying thing to say. So my apologies ahead of time, but I always say it's like, it's concrete and it's not concrete because when yeah. we, when you have practiced mindfulness, um, I was for a long time, but actually not even necessarily like when you've practiced it, uh, you know, in the early stages, even when you first have that experience of like that centered, quiet yeah. stillness, it's like, yeah, it's not like a great lollipop. It's not quite as concrete as that. And it, and also like, you know, when you see it, you know, when you feel it kind of yeah. thing. You know? Yeah. One of the stories I tell is one of my teachers, she always would say like, you just, I just can't wait to get on the cushion. And that was yeah. the time when I was first starting and I was just like, I, what, what does that mean? Cause I'm all like, when is it beginning? When is it ending? I was always looking for the clock inside the Zen yeah. because there's always one timekeeper. Uh -huh. So sometimes you could see the clock and I would always look you know, now I get it because, um, you know, it, it's something that's really helpful. So what I'll share in this episode is that, so I am just ending a two week isolation, um, after testing positive for COVID. Uh, and you know, I'm so thankful <laughs> that I'm healthy, uh, you know, and that I really just had some mild to moderate symptoms. So it wasn't too, too bad. So I'm very thankful for that. Uh, and, uh, you know, where we've been, I've been working for the last eight months with people that go in quarantine or isolation. And so I think it was really helpful. You know, we, we talk about empathy within psychology and it was just really helpful to experience it. Cause you know, like, for example, I don't have kids. So sometimes clients will be like, well, you don't know what, like, what it's like to have kids. And I don't have to have kids to be able to work with a client who has kids or is struggling sure, with parenting. Sure, sure. And I don't have to be isolated to do it. And it just gave me, you know, experiential data. It gave me experiential data of how I both loved and hated it. So to your point, it's like on one hand, you know, I'm so isolated and I feel lonely. On the other hand, I don't want to really be around people. Yeah. And I think, well, I'm, I'm you know, again, I'm, I'm also very uh, grateful that, that Pete's okay here. And I think this, this point about like that quarantine period uh, no. the part that was not so enjoyable to you, the, the hard part, I think this is where we can also bring in some of the uh, the Western uh, psychological science around why isolation is also problematic, right? Yeah. Because isolation, like I'll, I'll, I can say as, as psychologists, you know, and Pete and I are working with individuals that, you know, we, we suspect, for example, may have uh, some kind of depressive disorder, right. right? Or maybe they do have a depressive disorder. Isolation is something that we assess for, That's right? right? Because the reason is, is that when we feel, and this goes back to sort of uh, evolutionary science as well, uh, sadness, which is not depression, just to be clear, mm -hmm. sadness, the, the action urge, which is the behavioral urge affiliated with that particular emotion is to withdraw, yeah. right? To kind of uh, go within oneself and, you know, Isolate, we, yeah. yeah. And, and we can understand that the initial probably uh, reason that was selected for is that it's like a place to recharge, but when it, when it goes to extreme, right. With depression, which is, would be a dysregulated form of sadness. Um, it actually contributes, uh, to maintaining, uh, those symptoms. And so when somebody is experiencing depression and look, there's certainly a lot going on right now that, uh, could, can lead to depression, right. Pete and I are going to assess, uh, for whether or not there there's, in, there is an increase in, in isolation because that's, that's right. going to likely worsen the symptoms. Um, so while there's, again, it's this annoying, <laughs> I guess I'll say, uh, yeah. dialectic here duality of, you know, not wanting to be around people or, um, during this period or noticing that, yes, sometimes there's a benefit to being by oneself. There are also some really unhelpful aspects to that, right? Like, yeah. we, you know, we need, we're a social species. We actually, 
thrive off the, I'm going to say like the energy of other human beings. Yeah. Even like the introverts, because someone's listening to be like, I'm yeah. an introvert and I don't need that. It's like, and introverts also need it. And, you know, because that's, we are social beings. Yes. And so I think on some level, this telecommunicating telecommuting world yeah. gives a little bit of that. And it's just not the same. You know, I know no. like when I'm working with students right now, uh, I'm, we're doing clinical work and most of it's, you know, through virtual means. And so um, I'm, I'm encouraging them that if, if, and when they can to at least meet the athlete once in person, even for like mm-hmm. 10 minutes, because mm-hmm. it just helps. And it's just another level. And I think, you know, we are going to be in a world where we're living and and operating, especially in medicine virtually. So I think Mm -hmm. that's okay. But I think in this transition, if we can get the, the, that, that touch point, it will be helpful. And, you know, I I still, I still worked. I still taught, I still taught class. I still saw some clients, you know, I still had meetings to attend and and I was able to in isolation. You know, I I stayed like how privileged. Yes. And you stayed as connected as possible. And I think the point that you're sort of getting at is that, when we're not around other people, I mean, phys- I mean, we're being very literal here, like physically, we're physically, not around yeah. other people. And this is not a very scientific word, though. I'm assuming at some point we'll probably be able to, to measure and assess this. Uh, we don't get like the vibes or like the energy of other people. Why is that not you know? scientific? Well, well, because meaning in terms of from a Western perspective, like we don't actually, we're not able to measure. Oh, I guess that is that's, more Eastern. That's, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I talk about having, energy like. Oh, I do too. I, I'm well, just saying. Because we're like hippies like, in a way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, but I mean, it is like, I'm sure. I imagine that that's probably something that we'll be able to maybe quantify. But I, I had like a really high performing person say that recently about energy. Like, oh, I, I wasn't sure about her energy. And I was just like, that's yeah, because yeah. everybody sort of intuitively knows, like people say like that person has bad vibes or whatever. Yeah. So, but, but the vibes of others, like we are, again, we're a social species. We evolved to be around other people. We, yeah. you know, like the, the human species didn't, we did not uh, survive up until this point by just, you know, being, being alone. like a, a, a lone wolf. No, we, right. we, we didn't. Um, Cause you know, the, you know, the way I, I like to joke uh, with people that it's not really a joke is I'll say, look, 40,000 years ago, I'm like, if you got kicked out of the, you know, your the human tribe, I was like, you know what happened? People like, what? I'm like, you died out there. I'm, <laughs> you like, sure did. I'm like, you froze to death. You got eaten by a saber tooth tiger. You, you know, starved. you starved. You yeah. tripped and fell off. You know, a cliff and died. Yeah. I mean, we evolved to rely on other humans, and yeah. that's carried forward. You know, to our brains need that energy. You know, I, totally. I was assigning as homework um, for people once. You know, we were beginning to be out in the world with masks. Um, people that were sort of, I would say, over-isolating, I would say, you know, I want you to work on just going out and like, just go get a, just go get a coffee. Like just yeah. go to the coffee shop. And even if it's just like a five minute thing, if you're not feeling comfortable, yeah. you, know, have, you obviously have your mask on, go in. And I can't tell you how many patients I worked with that were like, whoa, that made a big difference. And I yeah. said, yeah, because it's being around the energy of other humans that- Or just go for a walk or just, you right. know, yeah. So even when I was isolating, you know, as much as if I energy was low and I didn't feel like going out, like I still would take the dogs out or, you know, um, I, I still would try and like be out and walk. You know, I think the first week I didn't do much, but like the second week, then I started meditating yoga again, but yeah, I really didn't meditate as much because I I always find that I'll share this. Like I struggle when I'm not feeling well to meditate. And I talk about that with my teacher a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Well, but it's interesting because I feel like that's probably the best time to do it. You know, it's one of those, it's like. Well, know, or yeah. I'll say then, I mean, I, I would say that, <clears throat> and if you're not feeling well physically, it's also like, or, and maybe it's not, maybe like, I mean, again, there's lots of opportunities to contact discomfort, but if you're, 
you know, well, not in that moment, have, maybe when you have COVID, maybe that's not the moment. Maybe well, we talk about compassion there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think, you know, we always like to give strategies. So I think what I really worked on was like self-care. So like even just binging on some movie stuff, which I can, mm-hmm. I loved Queen's Gambit. Have you seen that on Netflix? I've not, no, but I've seen that. You have to watch it. It was really, really good. Really well done. It was another healthy distraction. That's yes, how I see uh-huh, that, uh-huh. right? Um, yep. Being in the happy place, being able to express yourself. So you know, there, I think even as a mindfulness practitioner, there were nights when it wasn't feeling great that it was like, you know, thoughts of like, am I going to get out of this? You know, and, yeah. and those are really common thoughts. And, you know, just validate that those of us that have ever been in isolation or dealing with this quarantine, we are questioning that. And those negative thoughts are going to be there. We're curious beings. And so we're like, you know, there there really isn't a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, right now. I mean, I started to see it in my health for, for the COVID sure. isolation. Sure. But if I think about this pandemic in general. Yeah, we don't we don't know when it's we don't end. know. We don't. And well, then we and so, you know, and we don't know what's after it either, which no, is also part of yeah. Well, and then we go back to like and we know and you know, it's just being put in our face here that we actually right. have never known what's gonna happen. We don't know what's on the other side this moment. And so when we're when we have the urge to isolate and, and again, like what Pete and I are really talking about today is like with everything, there are times that that's helpful to do that. And there are times mm-hmm. when that's unhelpful. That's it's really right. like checking in with yourself and, and seeing like, what do you need? Like if you, you know, if maybe you need some stillness, maybe you need some quiet, maybe yeah. you need to go be alone for a little while. That's okay. Yes. And may, maybe you need to reach out and call a friend, right? If you're quarantining that's because, a good one too. because you're stay, sick, stay like, connected, stay connected digitally. Like we're, we're thankful yeah. that we live in an era, you know, 1918, they couldn't do that during the <laughs> Spanish flu pandemic. Right? right. So we, we can do that. Or yeah. if you're healthy and you can go out in a mask and, and just be somewhat well, socially distanced near other humans, that's, that's, that's actually helpful. also helpful. Go yeah. The dog park, watch the dogs yeah, run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny you mentioned that 1918. Cause you know, I, I've, I've said to you before, that was when my grandma was born. So I've been reflecting right. on that yeah. this year. And yeah. I think even in terms of compassion, because I've been thinking like, she didn't have any of the things that we have, like, you know, and granted she was a baby, she was just born, but like her parents or whatever, like I, I still taught class, you know, I was diagnosed yeah. on Sunday. I taught class on Tuesday and I didn't even tell the students, you know? So I just think it was interesting. Like that never would have happened in 1918. No, it never would have happened. And no. You know, so there's there's lots of options here. We have we have we're lots of options in 2020. So hopefully, again, I, you know, I was happy to share my story about isolation and embrace my privilege within it, and uh, you know, found some compassion. And hopefully, those that listen understand that isolation it's it's real. The quarantine it's scary, uh, and just remember to practice self care and, when possible, celebrate the small victories. This has been When East Meets West. I'm Dr. Pete Economo. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin. Be present, be brave. This has been When East Meets West. All material is based on opinion and educational training of Drs. Pete Economo and Nikki Rubin. Content is for informational and educational purposes only.